Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Neuro Resiliency, the show that we're focused on empowerment, change, perspective shifts, all that good stuff. Really, I'm a person who's focused on deconstruction. I really also like countering popular opinions. And so what we can say is that in this episode, we're going into this idea. I'm sure you've seen them where you go on YouTube and it's like, I tried living this person's routine for 30 days. I tried living this person's routine for a week. I tried eating like the rock for 24 hours. You know, these things are everywhere in our entertainment lives, but it's not just there. It's also that you'll probably find this, hey, let's try our seven-day you know, fitness challenge or, hey, come in and try our 30-day challenge here as well. That type of stuff also. Like, what are the problems with it? That's what we're going to be digging into today. Now, the main thing is that to acknowledge the strengths of this. Yes, these are good. For the YouTube side of thing, it's interesting for us to see how a person lives in another person's routines. You know, that's always quite interesting right? Uh, perhaps we'll find some success or some some this or some of that. Um, and then also when we're invited into a challenge, it also can be quite interesting. You know, let's do a 10-day eating clean challenge like and support each other. And these are great ways to go about it as well. However, however, despite all the introductions to us and the motivation to change to us, things like this, these social motivations to change. Like if we are in a group and everybody's trying to push each other to do, let's say, 10 days of language learning or something like that, these challenges need to be managed correctly because we have a particular issue, which is unrealistic expectations. I'll say it again, unrealistic expectations. And what does that lead to? That usually leads to compounding effect of negative feelings as well if we don't achieve what we what we dream of achieving. So making sure to manage expectations is huge. And if someone's not managing expectations, you know, it's ridiculous. So I'll take a quick example. Brian Johnson, the most measured man on the world in the world, he spends two million dollars on his health every year trying to reverse age, you know, and um essentially, you know, Increase the science of longevity. There are a huge number of people who try his routines out. And I talked about what an issue this is already because his routine is literally dialed in for him, which is great. Good for him. Woo. And a lot of people trying it out, they try it for a day, 30 days, whatever it is, a week. That's fine. But the main point of his routine is to be a long-term routine. So trying it for 30 days is not really going to give you much. It's just going to tell you how hard or easy it is compared to what you normally do or naturally do. So if you're a person who exercises a lot and you try his his exercise routine, it's not going to be that difficult for you. It might be a little bit different because he particularly chooses a different set of exercises. He um, does it in a particular way as well. Like he only does one set of everything, but he does one set of everything every single day, you know? versus most people and and a lot of science that's behind things talks about doing multiple sets in a day take it the next day off do another set you know another uh, session like two days time three days time something like that um and so you know if you're someone who exercises it could be very easy for you to slip into his exercise routine but if you're someone who's new to exercising and you try and slip into his exercise routine it could be very tough for you but that's beside the point it's just more this um this idea of He's doing what he's doing because of his goals, his longevity. So these 30-day things, it's just very entertaining for us. We don't really get to see the results of living like him because 
his results are going to be specific to him and his results will show over years, years, not 30 days, years. So there really isn't such a great way to talk about, you know, doing these types of challenges um, for ourselves. So when we move into, um, let's say, being in a group and doing a group challenge, you know, this could be like a 30-day thing of this or a 30-day thing of that or, you know, what is it, the the 75 hard or, you know, those kind of challenges as well. Or 75 days, you do these five habits or whatever it is. The The only issue there is that you see this crazy Unex, uh, unrealistic expectation at the end. So let's say if we're doing a health challenge, a three-month personal transformation, you know, and we're in a group for this, having this expectation that we're going to have abs at the end or have lost like 20 pounds of weight or things like that, unrealistic, absolutely unrealistic. And more particular, if we don't achieve that, again, we're looking at failure. What does that failure mean to us? That's a lot of negative feelings re-traumatizing ourselves because we are not managing our expectations. We're actually coming up with this idea of I failed. I failed. It's my fault. And this is something that I see a lot, a lot. The finger of blame gets put on the individual. Meanwhile, unrealistic expectations were not managed. Number one. Number two is that load is not managed as well. What do I mean by this, by load? Well, let me rather take you through a good way of managing these types of challenges. A great way of managing these types of challenges is actually measure what is. So for example, we're going to do an exercise challenge. Okay, cool. How much exercise are you currently doing? If you are doing a certain amount of exercise every day, then it's not challenging for you. So the question is, is how do we add plus one to whatever is currently? So it's unrealistic for each individual to come up to a standard that is set by the person who's hosting the challenge. What is actually better, the person hosting the challenge makes sure that that they have taken stock of the individual's personal um, personal settings currently and is able to say, all right, let's take a look. If our goal is fitness, if our goal is exercise, what can we turn up currently? What can we add a plus one to? Oh, you're currently running once a week. How do we how do we add plus one to that for the duration of this challenge? How do we just push you a little bit more? Okay, well, maybe that could be a second run per week. Maybe that could be increasing that run. Um, you know, it's totally negotiable because in that way, we are now managing expectations because if you're already running once a week, great. But if you are not running at all and you say, okay, we just want to add a plus one, you need to go for one run a week. That's it. And it doesn't matter how long that run is. It could be literally five minutes. You've got to get out the door and go for a run. And that way, the challenge is just a binary. Did you do the thing? Yes or no? Yes or no? Did you get out and do the run? Yes, I did. No, I didn't. And just meeting up with that one plus one thing. Okay. Now, there are three key questions that I ask anyone when they're going to try and um, talk about a change in behavior. And in order to stay consistent with the program, with the process, we ask these three questions. Question number one is, what can I turn up in my life currently? What exists in my life that I can just turn up the volume on by plus one? 
Okay. The second question is, what exists in my life right now that I can turn down the volume on minus one? A good example of this is when I was trying to um, move away from unhealthy coffees and so much sugar. Um, I was having like three sugars in milk in my coffee. And I didn't want that because I, I recognized how many cups I was drinking. I was drinking five cups a day, which meant 15 sugars a day in total just from my coffee. And so by by doing a, well, what can I turn down? Well, let me turn down the amount of sugar I put in my coffee. So I went from three to two. That was it. I just turned it down a little bit. Once that became normal and automatic, I turned it down again to one. Once that became normal, I turned it down to none. And then once that became normal, I turned down the dairy as well. And I stopped drinking milk in my coffee. So my coffee is literally classic Americano. It's just black coffee, uh, an espresso shot with water, hot water added to it. That's all it is. It's nice. It's simple. And I enjoy coffee. I enjoy the flavors of coffee now. And that all went with the turning down when I was ready to turn it down, when it was normal and automatic and effortless. Okay. And the final question is, what can I introduce? So let's say I don't do something now. Well, cool. I don't play chess now. I don't. It's not in my regular routines. I might play chess once in a blue moon when people bring it up, but I don't play chess. So what can I do to introduce it is just, okay, even if it's five minutes. So if I'm going from zero to one, that needs that needs a different set of measurements. So if you are not someone who runs, introducing running, there's there's a lot of resistance that's there. And so you need to be a lot kinder with yourself. And again, that is a whole other can of worms in and of itself. How do we introduce a new habit? It has to come with ease, as in there's no resistance between you and doing the thing. It needs to come with prompts. So you need to put prompts all around yourself as well. And then it also needs to come with managed expectations, which is very simply planning to fail. We need to ask this question in the beginning. And so there's actually like, I think it's called the trans-theoretical model of change, where they talk about this idea of you have awareness, you have plans, that's great. You have action steps to take, but then you also plan, what am I going to do when I fail this? Because there are going to be weeks where maybe I do fail to actually go and do what I'm trying to do. What am I going to do when I fail? And if you remember the last the last episode that I just released, keep going. Just keep going. Because a lot of people will blame themselves and then that will just compound and, and you've lost them. As soon as a person blames themselves for failing to comply with introducing a new habit, we've got an issue. But if we're just turning up a habit or turning down a habit, that's a lot easier. It takes a lot less energy. New habits usually take a lot of energy. And so most of these 30-day routines or 30-day challenges will introduce a habit to people that they have never done before. And the amount of resistance, that the obstacles that they have to overcome um, is incredible. The amount of energy, the startup energy is huge. So understanding that and usually just sitting on what is something I can do for five minutes five minutes what's something i can do for five minutes that's gonna that's gonna introduce this action into my life so if it's introducing a cardio habit it's not introducing running it's introducing a cardio habit okay for five minutes i'm gonna do jumping jacks that's it you know it means i can do it i can just literally stand up out of my chair and do start doing jumping jacks i'm not gonna get sweaty enough in five minutes to warrant uh a shower or anything like that you know just like an hour-long run outside in in 
high temperatures is going to kill you. But, you know, five minutes of jumping jacks, not so much. And so that's how we introduce it. We find a way to find a, the basically the lowest resistance. The path of least resistance allows us to introduce change. So one more time, if you're going to do this, think about what can I turn up? What can I turn down? What can I introduce? Volume up on things that I want to increase in my life. Volume down on things I want to decrease. And for introductions, think about the path of least resistance to introduce these things slowly so they become automatic habits, so we get more comfortable and we start to seek more challenges. The other part of this, of introducing habits, is to make sure that we have planned what we're going to do when we fail. Because failure is going to be something because we tend to overestimate our ability to introduce change in our lives. So that's it for me. Thank you very much for listening. I hope this episode has been enlightening, empowering, uh, perspective shifting as well. Um, and yeah, don't buy into the bullshit that is like the YouTube sphere of these influencers doing these things that actually are just for the clicks. You know, there's one influencer out there who does all of that kind of crap. And really, I don't see how it's sustainable for him to do this. Like, um, oh, I tried eating like this person for a day. And all I see is the damage that this person is doing to their body by doing these extreme challenges. It's it's all for the clicks and the likes. And it all might be fun and games now, but that's going to take its toll as well. And that's why I think young people need mentors who are going to keep their long-term health and wellness in mind where you know if they're on their own or if they have bad mentors they're actually going to hit their 30s and just be um you know full of niggly pains and issues that they'll need to then repair um it unfortunately is a very typical cycle but i'd like to see that cycle reversed you know i do i do think it's important that people have an awareness that someone's looking out for them you know and as we get older we look out for people as well Okay. Well, that's it from me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I will see you in the next one. Ciao for now.